Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's Talk Show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Hi, good evening and welcome back to Fridays Live with me, Raj Naik. Uh, thank you very much for all your love and affection. It means a lot to me to get this encouragement from you. My guest this evening is a purveyor of all cool things, beautiful. He is one of India's finest fashion photographers and is now also a very successful film producer. Please welcome my dear friend, Atul Kasbeka. Atul, thank you for doing this and coming and agreeing to do this live chat with me. Thank you, Raj. Pleasure to be here. Uh, how are you doing? You look happy and cheerful, as always. Yeah. <laughs> I think I get uh, inspired by you. You're, you're one of those people. I want to ask you a question. Has Gautam Singhania ever offered you uh, to model for Raymond's? Because you're good mm-hmm. behind the camera. You're good in front of the camera. You've got a very stable family life. You're the complete man, the way I see it. I think Gautam thinks he is more complete than anyone else. <laughs> so if he uses anyone other than models, it will be he himself. So knowing Singhi. So. And, and uh, you know, because I just, uh, little that I know about you, you went to Campion and then you were very good at sports even from childhood. You captained your school team, then you played uh, basketball. You edited your school magazine. How did you then get into photography? See, I was in engineering school and uh, there were only um, three girls in a class of 60 Raj. Uh, and they were all <laughs> much, <laughs> and they were all much brighter than I could ever hope to be. So uh, they, they were the Mensa IQ prototypes. And uh, uh, I figured that, you know, I may as well go someplace where my chances were a little better. So what better place than to pick up a camera? Yeah, but, uh, but those days, I mean, uh, photography was something that parents wouldn't encourage, right? I mean, uh, because you want either engineer, doctor, IS officer, foreign service. But photography was something, or was it a cool thing at that? I don't know. No, no, not at all. I, I was uh, um, studying at the UDCT, which uh, is, was one of the finest institute of chemical engineering. And I had gotten there, which was a big deal. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, uh, from there to quit that and to, and to go into something like photography. And at that time, I think everybody's impression was that this is something, uh, again, with no disrespect intended, somebody did at weddings or, you know, yeah. uh, and like sort of, under, <laughs> okay, everybody smile, you know, sort of thing. So, uh, you know, to explain that there's something called advertising photography was like an episode and a half. And actually, there were a few people who I'm deeply grateful for, you know, like Gautam Rajadeksh, uh, who actually took the time to meet my dad and uh, explain to him that, you know, there is this whole new world that's coming up. And with due credit to him, uh, you know, he sort of listened. I think it helped that Gautam was a GSB. And my dad is very partial that way, you know, to, you know, Apna Gaonwala is telling you that it's not such a bad thing. So. <laughs> and uh, so where did you, you work with Gautam or how was it? I mean, you interned with him or something like I, that? I where actually hung out a little bit with him, not really worked, worked. 
but it was okay. more of uh, uh, you know um, i actually spent a lot of time with pralad kakkar at uh, at genesis and there were okay. a lot of people who spawned out of genesis uh, you know who are make uh, have been making a living in in the visual arts for forever so um, i was with pralad for a while and then uh, i actually quit udct after a year and then was sending my applications abroad and hung out with them at that time and then i was in the us for four years so you went to the us to study photography or what was correct it? so i was at the brooks institute uh, for three years and then i assisted a year in la and then i came back how have you seen it evolving because uh, i don't know today everybody is a photographer you know every camera phone everybody is a photographer and there are so yeah. many tools to edit and things like that so what has been the what have you seen as the journey of photography how, how has it evolved over the years so i mean you know um, i actually was very lucky to catch the early uh, early wave there were you could count on your fingertips the names that were known nationwide um at that time you, you know i mean there was shantanu and vilas bhinde and uh, you know ashok salian and uh, dendil sequera these were the few names i don't know how many people you know getting into the business know of these names anymore in fact and uh, you know for me uh, it uh, uh, it was a market ready to boom advertising was set to you know go exponentially up so it was a really good time to actually be there but you know my favorite example now is now you can throw a stone and hit a photographer really pretty much you know it is just you know because you're you're constantly uh, you have a camera or a video camera in your pocket with which you answer the phone once in a while but uh, you know the reality is that uh, the access especially with apps and stuff like i've seen a lot of absolutely downright horrendous work which has been made to look good by somebody later on on the computer you know so um, it's just one of those things where uh, uh, on a given day you know rajnayak can take an incredible photograph you know i don't know if i could ever run a big tv conglomerate uh, you know unless there's a lot of effort i put in to get there i'll also never change an artery uh, you know or uh, argue a case in a supreme court but uh, doctor friends of ours and lawyer friends of ours on a given day can take a masterful photo so you know i think to some extent it's been um, for lack of a better word cheapened or just made easy yeah. so that's interesting i mean to especially for you i mean uh, uh, what do you see then is the career for photographers today i mean you were lucky you were at the right time i mean uh, i wouldn't say right time but probably those days like you said there were a few handful people and you're lucky to an extent that your parents allowed you to allowed you to follow your heart pursue your passion uh, today i mean how do you see what do you see as uh, would you recommend people take photography as a career i would recommend they uh, also focus on 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 cinematography or videography you know uh, because i think that is something that will have a much much wider scope of uh, of business then whether it is you are shooting for a digital uh, you know like a small digital thing uh, for somebody's instagram or whether you're doing a very very high end commercial or a motion picture um and anything in between there's going to be a phenomenal amount of work for people in in um, video uh, is my personal opinion so anyone who comes in want to be a photographer i'm like listen be really careful of your choices right now because there's literally a zillion people who can take a still image or think they can take a still image 
hence the market is butchered just in terms of what the rates and so on and so forth are you know having said that if you're an absolutely prodigal genius in whatever it is you're doing no matter how saturated there will be work for you you know but then you have to honestly ask yourself are you a prodigal genius yeah so uh, that's interesting i mean uh, this is something for all those people who are planning to pursue photography here some you know tips from the master himself uh, so have to tell me i mean about your parents a bit so my um, my dad my dad the eldest of five it's a, a simple saraswat brahman family i'm clearly the black sheep <laughs> to do something retarded like become a photographer when he's a master in mathematics and then after that there's a, an an architect a doctor a chemical engineer and a chartered accountant wow and the gen- yeah and then the generation before that my grandfather was a deputy controller of the rbi and uh, his brother was the chief secretary of maharashtra state and the and the finance secretary government of india and uh, their their brother in law was uh, sdm sukankar who was municipal commissioner and chief secretary of maharashtra state so you know the very and, and of course their first cousin was ms kasvekar who was the uh, like the uh, like deputy general of police and, and the police commissioner of mumbai etc so it's this very illustrious family of people who have been huge civil servants or highly qualified professionals and uh, you want to be a what okay right <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting i mean uh, yeah and for a family like that with everybody being in bureaucracy and you know uh, for them to allow you to do pursue photography i think a lot of credit goes to them as well uh, so how did you make your transition i mean i've seen that you you years ago you set up bling right right as a celebrity management i mean was it a conscious move saying that okay things are changing or it was just that okay let me also do this actually it was always at the back of my head uh, uh because you know when i came back i started looking for photography agents because everybody i assisted in the us had an agent and they just shot their picture and the agent went and uh, you know scoped the work got the money took care of the paperwork all of the above so you could focus on your craft and that's all you did and um, i'm like okay so i'm on an agent and there was no such thing it didn't exist at that time we're talking the years 91 and uh, it was always in the back of my head that creative people should not be discussing their own business at all you know um it's much easier for an agent slash manager to say do you know he's he's god's own shit this guy you know then for you to say do you know that i am god's own shit you know so it's uh that kind of thing so i think uh, it was at the back of my head and then you know so which is something i got into then because uh, uh, everybody needs representation and a represent and and a representative is always going to get you a better deal even after uh, you know you pay out their commissions so here um, i mean for example you know when uh, we started matrix we spoken to a couple of supermodels at that time who were uh, at the top of their game and obviously their phone was ringing anyway you know and uh, we asked them and they were like ah oh, uh, uh, i don't know you know i don't know why i need an agent even though you were friendly with them they didn't join you know and then uh, i still remember client number 1 was i think yana gupta and client number 2 was katrina kaif and i'm pretty certain by year 3 they had uh, both made more money in in those 3 years than the supermodels of that time had done you know as a lifetime of work until then which would have been like 6 8 years you know so 
it just goes to show so tell me you said supermodels and this supermodel thing now there are no supermodels right i mean this whole concept of supermodels has just vanished because yeah we, yeah, yeah I, I think collectively we all managed to yeah we managed to destroy that whole concept it doesn't exist anymore and uh, it's entirely our loss i don't know where and how it happened but for example even fashion magazines won't put a i mean other than l uh, will not put uh, or very rarely put a model on the cover because the logic is it doesn't sell you know so even like a, a vogue you know will put like a model maybe once a year or something on the on the cover so you know um same but thing with the gq when is the last time you've seen like a male model on gq models on the cover i've seen ha ha ji vogue in the us yeah so i mean it's not just that i mean i'm just uh, saying across the board i don't know how and when it just happened but we managed to just kill the supermodel as a as a yeah managing as an entity you know everybody is singing everybody is dancing everybody is hosting so so uh, yeah. i think uh, yeah it's interesting uh, and from there to movies i mean the transition i mean how did that happen so um the writer of nirja this guy called saivin quadrus uh knows a partner of mine well and he brought an eight pager to us saying that you know if you like this uh, you know let's make a movie or you know so on and so forth and um, i was in the us when the pan american flight was hijacked in 86 and i remember distinctly you know the amount of noise that was there and what people don't realize is it is actually the worst hijacking in airline history okay like i um, remember yeah i remember you know and 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 uh, you know i asked a bunch of people if they remembered about this incident and everybody talked about um um ic184 the indian airlines flight that got hijacked from you know and went to kandahar from nepal so um you know as i just realized that this is somebody who had won the ashok chakra i mean sorry not won awarded the ashok chakra uh, which is the highest award for gallantry in peace time and uh, nobody remembers this and there was a chowk in ghatkopar at that time now flyovers come over it i think amit ji had inaugurated that one and i believe that now you know because the flyovers come over it that chowk doesn't exist per se so it just seemed like you know uh, an important chapter of history had been forgotten and uh, so we said okay if we get the rights then let's try and make it and then we got uh, you know ram madwani on board i've always thought ram is one of the best filmmakers ever and uh, he said no to god knows how many things in his career so far um so i'm very grateful that he said yes and then it was just seemed like it was cosmically ordained you know just things just kept falling into place i don't know if we'll ever have an experience like that to be honest just i'm a fan of ram too in fact uh, he's done a short film called bloodline which everybody must watch you know i don't know whether you yeah, see yeah yeah it. it's the one on the uh, uh, india pakistan yeah that's, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right interesting so uh, tell me what's called you know doing a movie i mean uh, obviously investing in a movie and uh, how how did it all come through i mean you just said okay let me just go with it i mean uh, ram of course you got him as a director but your casting how did you choose on the actors and things like that did you have so, sonam in mind that way or yeah we were representing sonam at that time and um, and uh, you know we pitched it to her she liked it uh, anil said yes as well you know so we had essentially we had the actor and we had the um, uh, the director and uh, uh, we had a really really good script 
so actually on paper and once the dialogues were written by sanyukta chawla literally in a narration i started putting you know tiktok tissue box jackson tissue boxes in the room you know and discreetly at two three different places because whoever heard it would start crying and after a while it was quite shameless like they just didn't give a damn who was looking they were tears rolling down everyone's face you know so so i knew we were on to a good thing uh, uh we, we we i sounded out rucha i sounded out rucha patak uh, and she was leaving her earlier place and she was joining fox and she said listen i'm going to fox i promise you when i get there it's the first phone call i'll make so don't call anyone else and uh, she kept her word you know and then it just we didn't need to go to another studio and i'm like okay this is easy i can make more films <laughs> turned out turned out that's not quite the case yeah so but, i mean you were also i mean to get the first break with fox and for the first movie to be a super hit you know to win the national award i mean uh, so was there a lot of pressure then going to the second and the third i mean you've been you you picked some good movies actually i mean tumari solo you've done some and you've not gone to do very big budget movies but you've chosen good storylines and things like that so to be fair and to give us credit um we were talking about the word content before it became the word to be talked about you know and i in my head a commercial film is a film that does well commercially you know otherwise that tag gets thrown in which equals or at least equal at some time you need x number of item songs you need you know yeah thank you sorry how much profit you make not how many hundred crores you written right yeah and you know and you know when they said acha this is a commercial film so i'm like what does that mean and it would mean something like oh you need an item number you need you know um, uh, a promotional song and things that i couldn't get my head around so um, you know my logic is if the movie does well commercially it's a commercial film you know it's commercially viable so we we've, we've always kept our budgets tight we've spent where we needed to and um, have not really uh, you know done something uh, extravagant for the sake of it just to show off somewhere and then uh, you know we partnered with tanuj garg who is the former ceo of balaji and you know he's been at the helm in some way or the other from distribution to production to marketing of uh, over 35 36 films at that time so tanuj uh, knows more about the movie business than uh, uh, i would sort of uh, he's probably forgotten more than i would learn as the phrase goes you know and uh, so uh, each time each time we have to talk to numbers people and lawyers we sent tanuj you know and then each each time you have to talk to the creative side of the fence then i'll go so works well interesting so what's your next project we were actually set to start the remake of run lola run which is a script that's very uh, dear to me with tapsi on the 17th of april and then a certain virus has come and just wiped out everything in the picture so now we have to wait until uh things come back to normal and uh, shoot so the director on that is akash bhatia uh, who is also from advertising and he's done inside edge 2 and uh, uh you know tapsi and tairaj basina in the lead and it's it's one of those great great films of all time you ask anybody you know give me your 50 best I've, i've seen it yeah and uh, uh you know so we've indianized it so to speak and adapted it for modern times and you know and um, so i'm very excited about it so hopefully we can you know get it back on track soon enough but i can't imagine that anyone will be logically shooting 
until after Diwali, in my opinion. No, I feel the same. I mean, I, I've said it and I feel the same. Uh, since Sorry for all your listeners, this is my munchy time. Um, and I'm, <laughs> trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be healthy and eat uh, something. So please excuse me. Getting- I managed to I managed to in lockdown lose like almost eight kilos of fat. Are you getting so, paid for the promotion? No, but if they want to send me many many free boxes, guys, please go ahead. Raj has my address. They I'll can send him half because you're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so speaking about this pandemic, and you said that the uh, theaters. I mean, you don't see anybody shooting really shooting before first of October at least, and. I hope it's earlier. Uh, you've been doing some good work. I mean, you started this string, right? The, where I see a lot of uh, celebrities coming and uh, collecting all kinds of uh, stuff. And I see boxes going to different hospitals and things like that. So can you tell me a bit about it? Uh, so I just think this is a time when, you know, it, it's, it's honestly time. I don't want to sound preachy or anything, but I think everybody needs to do a little something. Whatever it is. Okay, if it means there are some old people in your building and you feel the need, uh, I mean, you, you go and check up on them and see if they need to do some shopping and you go and do it for them, that's fine. If it's a kind word for the security guy, you know, and you send them some nice food from home, you know, that's fine. If you can do a whole lot more, then that's fine. But I really think that uh, you know, this is a time for people to just generally be um, helpful and decent and whatever it is. So I, I, I read a lot, Raj. I, I, I read pretty much anything that passes my uh, desk or my iPad. And I realized that one of the key things early uh, in this is that, uh, you know, we need to protect our frontline, um, which is essentially the medical corps. And how a unit in a, ho- in a hospital works is there's a senior doctor, then there'll be two junior doctors, uh, there'll be nurses, ward boys, interns, etc. So it's a group of between 8 to 12, 14. And if any one of these people gets tested positive, which has happened routinely, then the entire unit is quarantined for anywhere from 8 to 14 days. Can you imagine the catastrophe that happens, you know, which is why a lot of doctor friends of mine have said, listen, whatever you do, don't fall sick. Like don't turn an ankle, don't have an accident, don't, you know, um, because there aren't enough people to attend to you right yeah. now. You know, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, so I figured the first thing we need to do is, is to just protect our medical corps. And with all due respect, I don't think this happened early enough at state and all center level. You know, I, I don't think we had enough PPE kits on the ground to make sure that uh, our medical staff were being protected. So uh, my simple philosophy in life is to lead, follow or get out of the way. And there's a guy called Manish Mundra of Drisham Films, you know, who's been sitting in Nigeria and, and who by now, I estimate, has spent well over a million dollars, you know, seven odd crores of his own money. Uh, just literally on PPE kits, on beds, on food, on whatever it is, he's gone, he's gone crazy, you know, uh, helping. Even if you don't go to that extent, I said, you know, let's just do something useful. Haan, yeah, whatever you can within your limits and, you know. Yeah, you know, so, um, so these friends of mine own Tring, uh, you know, and it's a, it's a shout out platform. And my, my thing with charity is that, you know, instead of giving it to one, I would never give it to one fund of some kind because, and that's just me, maybe they're doing great work, but I want to know that if I gave a lakh of rupees, what happened with that lakh specifically? You know, and I totally agree with you. Same philosophy. Yeah, you know, Same philosophy. So if it went into one nebulous hole and maybe it got used well, perhaps, and I'm not casting any aspersions, but 
I'd much rather know exactly. I think there's a lot of people like me who'd like to know exactly what happened with the money they worked very hard to give away in this case. So that is one. So here the accountability is literally down to the penny from which manufacturer to which hospital. You know, we've gone to the extent of getting videos from the hospital saying Haji received, you know, so on. Um, and the other is a gratification, which is where Trin comes in. And uh, uh, so depending on, on whose star's bucket you put in, you get either a mention on their social media uh, or it could even be a video phone call. It could be a shout out that is a video message sent to you saying this and thank you for doing this. So everybody gets a kick out of the fact that, you know, hey, so-and-so XYZ star spoke to me and now we have some 14 stars on board. So it's going really well. We've sent out over 15,000 um, PP kits so far. Um, I just spoke to the commissioner of police earlier today. They have a desperate need of gloves now. Uh, you know, uh, for the cops. So tomorrow we're placing a large order for gloves uh, to go to, to to Mumbai police because a lot of police, as you know, have been, you know, uh, striking positive. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's just a little something, whatever one can do. I'm really grateful to all the people who've, uh, you know, just taken my word for it and come on board, you know, Nividya, Farhan, Sonakshi. I happened to chance, uh, uh, come across this by chance on your, Instagram because you've not you've been very quiet about it. You've been doing a lot of stuff, but you've been quiet. You know? And uh, also on Twitter, one of the things I noticed is you're vocal about issues and uh, you voice your opinion. And I think that's a good thing. A lot of people don't, but you do, you know, and that's a great quality. Uh, so let, let's, uh, I think we've discussed this. Let's, you know, uh, switching gears, as I would say, okay, let's go to a little bit more fun stuff. Uh, you got fraternal twins, right? Yes, boy and girl. Yes, boy and girl. Naomi and uh, Arnav. 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 Okay. So, what do they do? Um, so, my daughter has graduated from Georgetown. Huh? She is currently working with Credit Suisse and is stuck in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, instead is of doing sixteen-hour days at office. She's in, uh, she's, doing she's in New York right she's now? In, yes, yeah, she's in Manhattan. Okay. And um, instead of doing 16 hour days at the office, she's now doing 12 hour days at home for the last three months. So, um, so, so now she's, she's done in July uh, and uh, then has time to wrap up and come back. And my son is at the New York Film Academy in uh, LA. So he's a bit like me in the sense that he's potter around at one thing and then two things. And then, you know, so I said, listen, if you, I'm one of those fathers who, I mean, I, I spent a year in engineering, then a year faffing around in, in Bombay before I went to the US. So I'm like, take a gap year. And I can't recommend it enough to people that after your 12th, you don't necessarily have to jump into something. You can take a year off. It's fine. You know, so he took a year off. He went to Ladakh. He did, you know, wandered around, did some things. And then um, said, uh, I think I want to direct. So I said, okay, I just wanted you to know my last name is not Johar or Chopra. So if you think you're joining the family business, then no, I, your order. I can relate to this. I mean, uh, you met my daughter, Athiya. Okay, yeah. same thing. She took a gap year and she went to New York to do this Strasbourg to do her acting course and she's come back. And I told her the same thing, you know, my surname is Nayak. You know, <laughs> I can tell you there's a movie made called Kal Nayak. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and uh, and your daughter plays tennis as well. I'm told. 
Both of them play tennis. They're quite good. Actually, both of them are very athletic. And yeah. so, does they, that come they, from the father? Father, this is the few things the father can take full credit for. And I think my wife Vandana gets pressured because there are three people working out like maniacs. So she also feels that, "Yar, I also do something." I think if she had a way, her whole family, I don't think, has done a push-up for a very long time. So nobody, you know. So, so I think, so I think she's. Uh, uh, so the, every everything else you can take credit. For. This bit for the kids, I can take credit for, please. But you are a fitness freak. I mean, I see some of the uh, exercises you do, and like, wow! And you are growing younger by the day. Are it's only consistency, yeah. You know, I keep telling people that you know people who work out will go nuts if they have one like overeat on a given day, and I'm like, you know, one bad meal is not going to ruin your body. and on the other hand i'll tell the other people that one great workout is not going to make your body either you know it's literally just being added six days a week you know uh, month after month year after year and then one day you die but you know but the point is you don't you don't stop it's relentless and then you just get better and better and better so you know and so i actually uh, stupid as it might sound discovered yoga about uh, two or years ago and i've been i've been practicing it since and you know you just i had this perennial back pain you know on the lower left side for literally since photography school it's not there anymore it is just simply disappeared and every once in a while i'll like look around and like where's that pain it's almost like you lost a relative or something you know ye kahan hai tu and it's not there <laughs> so uh, so i can't recommend it enough i don't think yoga was cool when i was Growing up and you know working out, our idea of working out was going to the gym and asking retarded questions like, "So how much do you bench press? And how big are your biceps?" You know that kind of nonsense conversation would happen. Um, but uh, you know, I think I, I, I think like for me, fitness is a totally different thing right now. I mean, this lockdown, I've lost some between seven and eight kilos. Yeah. So, I, I do like keep watching all the stunts, stunts that you flaunt on uh, on your. <laughs> Oh, and i'm like wow how does he do it so it's just two years is it that's that's interesting in two years you managed well the yoga but is two years i mean i've always been training i i play sports i play volleyball I, you know now uh whatever something or the other one's always doing but but i train six days a week whatever it is earlier i used to kickbox every once in a while there'll be something um something interesting but you and i can go to a bar one day and then you pick a fight with somebody then i'll come and rescue you with that kind of thing. we can do some stuff with Uh, hopefully that won't happen. I see you play volleyball on weekends. Where do you play? In our building, we've got a very competitive, vicious, brutal league. So, good stuff. And you're a fan of uh, Arsenal and LA Lakers. LA Lakers because I played basketball. Then I spent four years in LA, so it was inevitable. And that time. uh you know those kareem abdul jabbar and magic johnson and you know james worthy in the la team which kept winning so it was a magical time to be there no pun intended i have a picture with magic johnson by the way wow you know i have a picture of magic johnson because i was allowed into their practice because i sent begging little notes to them because they should come to santa barbara to train at a place called westmont college so um and i was waiting on tables at this fancy indian restaurant called paul bhalla's cuisine of india He was actually Jitender Pal Bhalla, who became Paul Bhalla's. You know, so, so I called up uh, uh, the hotel they were staying. I still remember it was the Red Lion, and uh, um, 
I spoke to the the big man coach, a guy called Bill Burtka. So I said, listen, you don't know me, but you know, can I send you some food or something, whatever, you know? I want to come and watch a practice. So he said, are you serious? I said, yes, sir, please. I'm from India. And you know, that India card worked very well. So he said, okay, he said, no, you don't need to get me any food or anything, but sure, I'll leave your name at the door. How do you spell that again? Cass Baker? You know, so anyway, so me and my Filipino roommate at that time uh, went there together and there was just us and there was a CBS crew and we saw an entire Los Angeles Lakers practice with Kareem and Magic and Jesus, the works. I don't know how many people can say that, but true story. So, Yeah, and I saw a very nice picture of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter that you put on your Instagram. Yeah, that's one of the great tragedies of, I think he'll end up being the James Dean of sport, you know, just too young. You wonder what could have been types. So what was your, what, reaction? What was your reaction when you did, heard the news early morning? I cried. And Kobe was, um, and Kobe, you know, some people, so sport means a lot to me. I mean, just generally, you know, and, and I think some people transcend loyalties of nations, transcend uh, club loyalties, and they are above and beyond. So they're beyond reproach in terms of, uh, you know, so you might be a Boston fan, or you might be a Detroit Pistons fan, or a Bulls fan, but you cannot but have great respect for Kobe Bryant, you know. And uh, similarly, with let's say, since we're talking basketball, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, you know, um, um, you know, Michael Jordan, of course, and so on. So, you know, and when it comes to cricket, let's say if you go to Sachin's account ever on Instagram, there's not one bad word. Yeah. You know, it's nobody like, you know, runs him down. So whichever country you go to, they, they, they quite, hold him in high regard. Yeah, they, they've elevated beyond you know, uh, any kind of you, you know, it's, it's the, I, I use the word legend very, very rarely. And that's where they go, you know? So I think it's, it's, um, it's wonderful when you can, uh, I think sport teaches you so much, just teaches you so much about life and, and so on. So when you lose someone like that, you know, it's just really the circumstances in which you lost him. I mean, that is so tragic. So. Yeah. Awful. And do you know why he had that chopper? Because he wanted to spend more time with his girls. Yeah. So, he wanted to be able to go to school to drop them and to pick them up. But where he lived was very far, uh, you know, from uh, the Staples Center and their practice arenas. So it would take him in LA, in legendary LA traffic, an hour and a half or whatever to get there. So he spends a fortune on a chopper just so he could have a better family life. And then he was coaching his girls, his daughter's team, right? So the other parents and the other players, they say, why don't you come here? We'll go buy my chopper. So basically, you know, I mean, can you believe the ludicrous irony of it all? I'm talking to you now. It's uh, sad, very yeah, sad. Yeah, horrible. You speak about father-daughters. You started something on, uh, you know, I remember that was probably, uh, thrice I've paid up for it just for your information, but I never got, uh, got a chance to come and do it is Nanikali. How did that come up? I've been, I've been uh, actually associated with Nanikali for many years. Anand Mahindra is a very old friend. And I think they do wonderful work in the area of girl-child uh, education. And uh, my simple uh, belief is that, listen, uh, the female gender is in every which way, um, other than, let's say, just plain manual labor, superior to men. Okay, and we should be very grateful that, you know, they are on this planet because it makes it a much nicer place. And uh, they're definitely smarter than us. They are more resilient than us. They're more focused than us and so on. So I could never understand why anyone would think twice about having a daughter. I mean, are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? 
so you know so when we realized we are having twins um, i'm like please tell me it's not two boys <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we had a daughter first and second time we were like we hope it's another daughter hope it's yeah. so so anyway so this actually started when the nirbhaya incident had happened and i i honestly had a lot of sleepless nights um, just over it and just so raj my whole thing is you know whatever you do again I, you know um, just in terms of being quantifiable okay you know it's very important for me that whatever i do is quantifiable and you can put a specific number to it it may be a small number but it's a number it's not a nebulous thing of oh we did some good what we don't know you know so here what happens is with nanikali you know when you contribute they um they tell you the girl who's gone to school thanks to you you know they you can connect with her on email if you wish you can check how they've done in school get a report card whatever it is you want you know you can communicate so there's a human being that you know that your money has gone towards it's not just yeah somebody went to school you know so i've always been impressed by the way they do that and uh, here again i thought you know in terms of a gratification let's celebrate a father daughter relationship because it's really really special and uh, so uh, again i'm very grateful to all my colleagues who it was one phone call and all of them just you know uh, agreed to do it so we've now done six editions of uh, proud fathers for daughters and um, i think approximately it's either 5000 or 6000 girls have gone to school you know thanks for that uh, so one your voice is your, your voice is cracking sorry what a fear i always have when i'm doing live you know and a lot of people tell me why are you doing live why don't you do record it you know record it you can get it crisp you can get it nice and make it look slick but i think The, there is thrill in going live you know that adrenaline rush it's like winning a game it's like sports right so last evening i saw your tweet on uh, the premier league you you seem to be quite excited yes because my beloved arsenal are not doing very well and <laughs> um, if the if the league had ended where it did wouldn't have been a particularly good idea but i think it's a really good team and it's got a great great new coach and i think these last whatever Nine, ten games that are there uh, are going to make a difference, and I think we'll easily finish top six, if not top four. So let's see. Yeah, they will be playing, right? I mean, they, they, with Manchester. Manchester is the first is the first game, um, so that and then there will be many more games. So, so uh, what's your view on this uh, playing the Premier League? I mean, playing without fans. I mean, how do you see that? The yeah, I the, really I the, the, yeah, the German league has started uh, two weeks back. So I watched a couple of games. The atmosphere is is terrible. I mean, there's no atmosphere. Yeah. To be fair, I so, think you that's know. part of the whole uh, experience. Yeah. So just so you know, every year, pretty much, for well, at least let's say sixteen, seventeen years of the last twenty, I have made some excuse or the other to fly to London, and. I'll work it around watching an Arsenal game at uh, either Highbury then or the Emirates Stadium now. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I've sort of yeah. wangled that and you know <laughs> sorted myself out to watch this. Yeah, we should plan one trip together. Done. Yeah, I love football. Uh, I won't take too much of your time. I think we've discussed quite a bit. Just uh, you know, being a I cannot let you go without asking you about your experience with the uh, Kingfisher calendar because 
that's something that everybody waits for everybody uh, every year. And uh, I think you won the first, you're the first Indian to win an award in F&B for creativity in London in 2005. So, so tell me about your experience with Kingfisher Calendar. How did it come about? You know, it was an idea I had, which was based on a combination of Pirelli and Sports Illustrated. So Pirelli, you cannot acquire. It comes to you from the desk of the chairman of Pirelli, as you know. And uh, Sports Illustrated is, is just swimsuit, but Pirelli could be anything. It's just women. So I said, let's do a swimsuit calendar that you cannot acquire. It's only sent from the desk of the chairman. So I knew, um, you know, uh, Vijay uh, only like socially. And I called him up and said, look, uh, I have something to run by you. And he was in Goa. He said, okay, come to Goa. So I went there and I had this whole 45 minute pitch that I was going to give. And in the first five minutes, I think he got it. He said, yeah, done. Go ahead, do it. And uh, that was that. So actually the first edition had Katrina Kaif in it, by the way. You know? Yeah. And it was... Uh, um, so I'm just thinking, we just shot the 18th edition of this, which is probably the longest single association between any brand and a photographer. I'm pretty certain that there hasn't been a longer continuous association like ever. Maybe, I don't even know internationally, in, in, in India for sure not. And I'm just thinking that, see, to shoot the 18th edition, you started one year before, right? So that's 19. So somebody who was born then, when that first discussion happened, is technically 1920 now. We could possibly shoot with her for next year. <laughs> that is bizarre when you think of it. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's, a, um, it's a great assignment because, you know, I uh, don't have to, if, if you like it, uh, you can compliment me and thank you very much. If you don't like it, you can whack me and it's my fault as well. You know, so there's no subcommittee of people because as you know, famously, a camel is a horse made by a committee, you know. So when there's eight people who want to give advice, then that's um, when it gets screwed up. It might get screwed up anyway, but then at least you're responsible. Yeah. Either way. So here I was very clear that listen, the day you bring an agency into the picture, you know, bye-bye, I'm gone, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so and, and they uh, appreciate this. Nothing against agencies, but... It just gets into, I, as long as there's one person reporting to, I'm good, you know. So tell me, who, who is the model, who was the, I wouldn't say the best model, I would say, who is the one you enjoyed working with the most? Or which is the location you enjoyed the most? Or both? So, so locations, uh, actually three, four places are uh, really, really I, you know, I think, like to me, South Africa, possibly even from a production point of view and the range that you get, is actually an unbelievable location. Also, the weather is fantastic. So Cape Town specifically would be one of my most favorite places, especially because it's got all the paraphernalia. You need extra lenses. You need, you know, any kind of assistance, you know, um, grip equipment, whatever it is, all available. Phenomenal locations, extremely well organized. Um, that, But, you know, we shot in Mykonos. I can't even tell you what the light is like, Raj. It's just shocking. Shocking. This is unbelievable. And the locals apparently live forever. They keep insisting that the ions in the air okay, are extremely conducive to uh, long life and good health. And they all live like 85 is a no-brainer for all of them. Okay? They're routinely many people over 100 and all that living there in that whole Greek kind of uh, thingy. So on the first second day that we shot, we shot a straight like literally 16 hours. Okay. No one was tired. It's unbelievable. And it's cracking sun. And I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it's just 
incredible incredible i think mykonosis should be on everybody's list of places of must visit when it comes to models this is the kind of question that you know gets you into trouble <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i should take the fifth on that one but what i will say is that if every shoot could happen with malaika arora it would be a, a very good place for for photographers interesting period yeah and uh, her and lisa hayden i think uh, are my two all time favorite favorite people to shoot with like lisa is an absolute goddess she just delivered a second baby and she's been um, water skiing single ski somewhere in hong kong you know amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she still looks the same after so many years yeah she looks the same she's a genetic masterpiece that one complete and so what does beautiful mean to you how do you define beautiful you know who was that hollywood actress who said <laughs> what do you mean by uh, beauty is only skin deep is saying what are you looking for an adorable pancreas <laughs> you know <laughs> so instead of going deeply philosophical into this beautiful is beautiful man you know it's just you know at the at like for what i do at my work it's it's really skin deep okay, you know but what i will say is that some people are beautiful and have an x factor and that's a very difficult to define kind of thing i don't know exactly how to say ki okay but if you put me in a room with 10 people i'll point out the one with the x factor without too much of a conversation see five six photos and i'll say that's the one you know and um, i've been actually to be fair unnearingly right on this university so myself for years so which is a fairly well known thing in the industry people will ask in terms of you know whatever so for example let's say marico uh i i i called up uh, the the marketing head over there and said listen there's this girl called deepika padukone i think you should just sign her on for you know for parachute okay and uh, just trust me and there's no other reason okay so he said okay done so they did a two year deal and uh, you know same thing with tso for example let's sign her on then you know when there wasn't enough basis for them to take the punt other than we trust your judgment yeah you know which is yeah you know which is a good uh, um, space to be in terms of who has the x factor otherwise there are enough people who are beautiful you know and in beautiful who's got that edge i'm going to let you go another one minute before that this is a question i ask all my guests how do you define happiness and what does happiness mean to you tell me three things that make you happy i now think of you know if i think of a movie okay and you even a movie that's memorable let's say shawshank redemption or whatever it is you know uh, any classic you like um, you don't remember the whole film you remember moments from the film right you don't remember every single scene yeah correct so i now think of my life like a motion picture and i want to have as many memorable moments in the motion picture of my life and that's actually important only to me you know and you know and if i look back i want to remember lots and lots of fabulous moments uh which you know makes my movie memorable for me you know and ever since i started thinking of it like this uh i can't tell you how happy i am <laughs> you know it just it just a switch in my head that one day turned and that was that
very nice. On that note, Atul, thank you so much for spending time. And it was fun. I don't know how one hour passed away, but, but that's uh, but great. I mean, thank you so much. You're always so full of life, full of beans. You know, it rubs off on others. And I, I feel even better now after speaking to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Raj. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast. At Sochcast, apni Soch dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.